level up your hunting game and join the cause. Help preserve small town Texas hunting culture and become a more successful hunter by learning the best ways to squeeze the most out of your budget and precious time out in the field. Welcome to the Feed Bandit Podcast. Here are your resident bandits, Richard Kinchlow and Jimmy Byrne. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the, the 2021 uh, lack of feed bandit podcast continue again. We apologize. It's been one of those years. Uh, are you uh, are you are you talking into the speaker? I can barely hear you. Yeah, yeah, you hear me? <laughs> you kind of, okay. Well, maybe it'll yeah. be better on the recording. <laughs> oh, really? How you sound better? Yeah, nice. All right. Well, I'm I'm actually holding the microphone. Hear the cicadas is probably not a good a good thing. Oh. There they are. Uh, yeah, there they are. Okay. So let's <laughs> maybe start over here. All right. Feedback right. podcast. Yeah, yeah. So here we go. Yeah, or, <laughs> or, or lack thereof. So right. again, ladies and gentlemen, all the, the faithful uh, listeners out there, we, we apologize. It's, it's just, man, it's been one of those years. But hey, guess what? It is hunting season. We are back in the swing of things for the most part. And uh, we are here to talk a little dove hunting. Uh, or lack thereof for a majority of the state. So um, that's a little bit disappointing. <laughs> yeah. So how loud are the cicadas? Do I need to mute? Oh, I mean, they're they're pretty apparent. <laughs> I know, right by the tree. All yeah. right. Let's. Uh, I guess I'll I'll set you off. Uh, so you wanted to do a little review of opening weekend about yeah how you, how y'all did what you heard. Yeah. Some yeah. lessons learned, etc. Oh, yeah. God, yes. All right. Well, I'll mute while you're talking, and then I'll come okay. back on so that folks can actually hear you and not skate Right, right. No, <laughs> well, yeah. So, uh, you know, opening weekend, uh, what, what what can you say? is is just uh, obviously a, a tried and true celebratory weekend, you know, and uh, obviously a lot of fun. I think September 1st this year was on September or was on yeah September first was on September first this year, which is very rare. It's kind of like a leap year, but the um, uh, no, it was on a Wednesday, I believe it was. So, you know, you got a lot of the folks and they ain't working or out there dove hunting, but the majority of us who are working during the week, even on hump day, uh, you know, we gotta go out there on the weekend. So, uh, again, hey, you know, uh, I texted you guys and uh, about. Waking up Wednesday morning at the house with my <laughs> oh, that's myself right. and family yes. were renting out here north of North San Antonio. Yeah, in, in the country, the and uh, getting the kids ready and everything. The sun's coming up, and all of a sudden, start hearing. Oh, isn't that great? <laughs> hearing shotguns go off for about, isn't a, that great? about an hour and a half. Pretty consistent. Yeah. So, Dude, Those guys, it sounded like we're either wasting shells or did well. So I don't right, know. right, right. Well, shooting white <laughs> wings. Well. You know, it, it's funny because I'll, I guess I'll start there. You know, they, there, there's a lot of, lot of bitter reports around the state, even from the, you know, the panhandle down into, not into deep South Texas because the season hadn't started now, hadn't started at that point. But actually, I think it opened up this past weekend or, or it opens up this weekend. But, you know, the reports, you know, statewide that, that was open, uh, just, just not, not very good. Not, quote, not the way they were last year or the season before that. So, you know, a lot of people are attributing that to, you know, the local birds uh, being affected by this big freeze, you know, 
And, uh, you know, I, I have kind of mixed feelings about that. I mean, there's absolutely no doubt whatsoever that we lost dove due to the freeze. I mean, we lost deer. You know, we probably lost some quail. You know, really the only only couple of, you know, wild game species that we that we hunt that, that you know, fare okay in these in these big freezes as far as birds are concerned are, you know, ducks, geese, and wild turkeys. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, people said, oh, you know, it was because of the it was because of the big freeze. So the big February 2021 freeze has become the scapegoat for every dove hunter in the state of Texas. Uh, so, you know, do I fully believe that? Well, sure, sure, yeah. I mean, I'll, 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 I'll sip that Kool-Aid. I, I, I do think that the, the freeze has had a little bit of effect on the dove population. Uh, but, but truthfully, I, I don't blame the woes completely on that. I blame it personally on just the natural flow of things. Uh, if you go back and if you look at um, opening weekend and what happened just before opening weekend, you will undoubtedly see uh, that we had a cold front blow through. Now, again, it, when I say cold front, you know, that doesn't mean that it's going to be, you know, uh, 60 degrees here in Texas, you know, but that sure as hell means it's going to be 60 degrees up in Kansas area. And, and then the lower, you know, in the Dakotas and all that. And that's all it takes. That's all it takes is one little, you know, one little, little, little uh, non-summer breeze and those birds are out of there. So I, I really contribute a lot of the the not so good hunting to to that to that front. Um, the news, but I was watching along too. But I was at Facebook, I think, on the Feedman page, and you can add that little blue saw-looking thing on on the weather radar that shows this front. I mean, you're coming through Oklahoma, coming through Kansas right before opening day. Uh, so again, just because it's you know just. And you're thinking, oh, well, that's sure not much. That that is definitely enough to blow, uh, to blow birds out of here, uh, no doubt about it. You know, on the other hand, it also blows birds back into Texas. So uh, again, you know, those places that had a lot of sunflower, you know, had a lot of food and whatnot, uh, you know, and cover and all the various things that dove need. You know, I, I'm a little stunned that that they didn't uh, that they didn't do better. You know, the um, you know, on, on the other hand, I look how we did, you know, at, uh, at Rancho Bandito. And again, as you've heard me complain for the last couple of years, you know, what do we have at Rancho Bandito? We've got the, we've got the, uh, we've got the cover. Okay. We've got the roosting trees. Uh, we have a phenomenal tank that's, it's perfectly suited for livestock and for dove. Uh, but we don't have any sunflower. We don't have any, you know, pigweed, any, uh, any wheat. Or anything of that nature for the dove. Now, of course, we're working on that. 2022 is going to be a new year because I am just fed up with the capital F-E-D with this lack of dove productivity. Uh, we did have some sunflowers, uh, which is nice. I They were delayed, and I actually contribute them to being delayed to that big freeze. I mean, everybody knows that, you know, you have to have that that polar, uh, you know, not not extreme cold but you do have to have a, you know periods of, of of some nice cold to snap those sea coats okay and so I'm, I'm i'm diverting here but or digressing here but uh yeah you people said okay well, we had that big freeze in uh, in february but you know okay so 
know, if you say it cracks the seed codes, why weren't the blue bonds any good? Well, people got to realize that by the time February rolled around, we had that freeze. The blue bonds had already started coming out. Now, now most people don't know them because they just throw the leaves. You know what I'm saying? But um, a good a, a a good example of how it's affected you know the uh, the seed crops this year, where you look at the uh, uh, look at the Indian blankets. I know it's highly offensive, Indians and the blankets, but the Indian blanket, uh, a wildflower. Uh, I have never you mean, had. You mean the Native American blankets? Right? Yes, the Native American blanket wildflower. Uh, indigenous right. blankets. Yeah, God, yes. that's fantastic. Yes. Yeah, that thing, I have never seen that many Indian, indigenous people blankets, flowers on the Rancho Bandito than, than I did this past year. And, and I, I am not exaggerating. I mean, there were trillions of them. Again, they typically come up, uh, they come up after the blue bonds, so that freeze really affected them. So some flowers really, they say they need to get that sea coach cracked, you know, I guess, I, I guess in, in, in early winter. So, you know, December, February, or excuse me, December, January, something like that. So, you know, we didn't have, not that I can remember a lot of really cold weather in, in February, December and January. So anyways, of course, with that polar vortex thing that we have, which by the way, the farmer's almanac is predicting another one. Uh, so that'll be really interesting for your new house, my friend, uh, if it goes that far south, of course. Um, well, but I, I, I guess I'll I, have to stock up on, uh, on you know, provisions and... Uh, that's right. I would start now. And really. gas and everything. Yeah. I, I would start now. I start oh, I will. Two weeks. Yes. Two yeah. weeks. Yeah. 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 Big time. Um, but anyway, I, I think that... Um, I, I, I think that... I think that uh, that that freeze did have an impact on, on the food supply. Um, you know, in, in reality, it actually should have, you know, it, it, that that big freeze should have cracked a lot of seed coats. So technically, the seeds may have been they should have been more abundant. Uh, and then with all the rain that we had, uh, you know, in reality, that could be part of the problem is that, you know, people don't realize. But, you know, when you look at a native sunflower, we're not talking about the things you put in your mouth and spit out. We're talking about the, the, the these these darn things are the size of like pencil lead, you know. And so when you have a scenario where you've got seeds falling down, but you've had a substantial amount of rain and the fields or wherever the dove are feeding are not clean, then you're going to get a lot of seeds on the ground that the dove just can't find. Uh, and, and, and that's actually what a lot of people are big proponents of, you know, when they've got sunflower going in there and actually burning the field. And so you have a nice clean ground and that may be something we actually try, but um, so, so anyway, that I, again, I completely and totally went off topic, but, um, I, I do believe that we well, have, either when would you burn the sun? When would you burn? Well, so, so what you do is, is that you, uh, by, by burning your sunflower patch or your Milo patch, or whatever you're doing, you're killing all the weeds. And, and, and so you're killing all the weeds and so you've got nothing but bare dirt. And that's how those birds can find those seeds. Uh, and it's extraordinarily effective. I mean, people do it all the time. Uh, also, a lot of people will put cows in there because the cows only with sunflower because they will destroy soygrim, you know, Milo. Uh, but the cows will get in between and eat the grass down so the birds can find it and they'll, they'll kind of knock the seeds out of there. So, 
Um, but I, I, again, I, 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 to, to kind of recap, I do think the freeze had an impact on the season, but I, I really do think that it's just the natural migration of birds. And then I'll tell you opening weekend, I had a bunch of teal, you know, we were, we were leaving that Sunday, which I, I think is just so fitting. You know, I'm heading down. It's not teal season anyway, or uh, wasn't back. Then, you know, and you can see those blue wings as we've talked about a trillion times before the blue wing teal is the first duck to get up in like North Dakota, wherever it is. Uh, and that's because they have the longest way to go. Most blue wing teal actually end up going to Colombia and, and Mexico, you know, all those places down South, which, you know, to me, if you're South of Mexico, everything's Mexico. So, uh, um, seeing a, a, a bunch of those on the first week in the dove season tells me that there's definitely a front in there. So, uh, so that's what happened. Okay. So enough of the, the theories and all that kind of stuff. So, so how did we do? Well, Again, we've had a lot of rain. You know, August was a pretty damn wet month for us. And it wasn't a, it wasn't a deal where we get, you know, a little soaking here. I mean, we got like, in, like three inches in like a week. I remember on the 4th of July, we were we were some friends and we were shooting some guns at Rancho Bandito and we knew there was a big line coming. Um, and it was so dark and so ominous that the the outside lights kicked on because they thought it was day. Anyways, we ended up getting that one weekend, almost a foot of rain. Okay. That was July 4th. So that obviously our tanks overfloweth. So when it came to our only attractant really in the area, I was thinking, well, gosh, you know, our, our little frack tank, you know, again, it's a great dove spot, but you know, will it be, will it be effective? You know, and obviously with kids and soccer and school and work and everything, I didn't have the ample time to go there to, and sit and drink a lot of beer and scout for Dove, which is typically what we do. It's highly effective and a lot of fun and uh, typically end up forgetting the scouting report. But that's that's just kind of part of, it, you know, so the more beer uh, drink, the more Dove seen. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We should video is great to be there. Ah. Um, so we ended up, we ended up going out there anyway. And it's kind of, kind of funny because it was me, uh, and, and yeah, it was me and two other friends with their wives and the children. So it was, uh, you know, there's, you know, God, uh, 12 people, something of that nature. And we really, at, at that location, we've got, you know, three spots where we can, or we traditionally historically been able to, to cover it. Okay. You know, and of course we go out there. Uh, we go out, we, we, we take the long way. You know what that means, Jimmy. Uh, we leave about four, four o'clock or so. Cause again, it, it's early, early season. It was good and sunny and it was God, it was hot. Okay. So we, we didn't, uh, you know, we expected to maybe get some action late, but it probably wouldn't be anything substantial. So we, uh, we all pull into the gate and, you know, and, and Jimmy, you know, this from, from being there all the times you have. Yeah, you pull onto that gate and you kind of look to your right and there's a a pretty substantial set of uh, mesquite trees there. And I always kind of look at those mesquite trees as my indicator. You know, if there are birds in those trees, which there always are, uh, you know, we typically we might have a pretty, pretty darn good hunt, you know. And boy, I, I, I was I was stunned. Absolutely stunned. The trees overflow with. And I'm thinking there is just there's no way, but there were dove everywhere. I mean, everywhere. 
Uh, and of course, it got to the point where I was just okay, okay, all right, sit, sit, stop. I mean, I, I was overwhelmed. You know, I, mean? like, I had to really had to. My wife had to break out the little shock paddles, and you know, because I was like going into cardiac arrest because I just because I love it so much, and I'm just I'm I'm just psycho like that. So um, I'm trying to but, predict where this story is going to go from here. Oh yeah, yeah. No, well, but, but listen, we can only, it can it can only go up. I mean, we we, we absolutely slaughtered them. So. Okay. Uh, the three of us, the three of us limited out. Uh, and of course, didn't we didn't shoot very well. Hey, first day we didn't shoot very well, but it was just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. Uh, and you know, definitely some locals in there. You could definitely tell some younger birds. But, you know, when we went to cleaning those dove, you know, that night, all however we, we end up getting six limits because that, that's a piece of the story. Um, you know, we can, you know, you can see all that yellow fat and that yellow. Yellow fat is an indicator that they're migratory birds. They're not from, uh, might my, my, not even be from Texas or from the panhandle where they're eating corn and grain, you know, that sort of thing. So um, just incredible. We end up limiting out, and I end up calling my dad and saying, you're not going to believe this. And, of course, he has all kinds of choice combination expletives on the text messages because, you know, I, I love my dad, but he is definitely glass half empty when it comes to, uh, to dove hunting. Uh, and what was funny about it is that him and another buddy of mine went out and scouted that very tank. Okay, this was Saturday night, mind you. Uh, they went out and scouted that very tank on Thursday, and they didn't see anything. And I said, okay, well, how long were you there? And he said, you know, we got there like at 6.45. I go, and how long did you stay? Oh, I don't know, like, like I don't know, 10, 15, you know, I don't know, 6, 5, 10, 55 minutes, something like that. I'm like, okay, all right, really, dude? So I, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't take that scouting report very seriously. But anyways, him and two of his good buddies show up. Uh, now, mind you, this is this is at like you know six forty-five. Uh, they show up and all of them limit, uh, and we left them flying. It was ab- it was absolutely amazing. Um, and again, I'm pretty sure, at least talking to, or listening to everybody I've talked to. And, and heard about on the internet and whatnot. I think we had the best dove hunt in the entire state of Texas. So um, now since that, it's been a couple of weeks now, or I guess, I guess one, two, two weekends. Uh, I have not been there, but my, my father has been, and it has not been very good. <laughs> so, but, you know, I ask him, what's your definite is not very good. Well, I got like six. Okay. Well, dude, really? That's, hey, listen, I'll, I'll take that. That's not bad, you know? So. Yeah, uh, anyway, compared yeah, to no, definitely not bad. <laughs> definitely not bad. So dove season is here. Uh, very exciting. Thank God we have it because again, life is very, very difficult still. And tech football has actually gotten worse, I believe. And uh, boy, so we need something to try to, uh, to try to soothe this here. What's well, tech football? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. No, the uh, polytechnical school uh, high school here in dallas yeah. uh, okay yeah. Uh, yeah yeah i heard they i heard they have a good ball club yeah they do they do very good very good well, cool. so anyway uh that that is really it so i uh that's i mean it's 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 been good uh now i, I will tell you i've also gone north wanted to hunt north of dallas you know where you, or north south of dallas wherever it may be where you can really see the city I only kill. I only end up shooting about three or four, but because uh, it was such a big area to bring eat, and on their way back they stop at water and go roost in the city. Which you know, white wings and, and then the collar doves, or Eurasian doves, are, are, are your stereotypical 
city birds now. They love bird bird forning dove typically. They like the city too, but they're more countryish, uh, if you will. Well, that's it, my friend. That's uh, that's what I got. That's the story. Morning glory. All right. Well, we hope uh, everyone listening had a similar success at least one day this week or a couple of weekends ago. Whatever. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Let us know how y'all did. You know, shoot us a message. Howdyatbeatit.com. We'd love to hear about it. Uh, I'd love to hear I'm doing how hunts go and whatnot. I hope I get to get out at some point. I'm, we'll see. I'm in a uh, weird place of purgatory right now, so I don't know when I'm going to be free, but we'll see. <laughs> uh, but no, it's good. Well, to think about next year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, I mean, uh, that, that's good. That's, that's good to hear. Um, what else? Anything else you want to? Talk to the folks about that's I mean early early teal seasons. It's uh I only think and the bag limit was three, which is funny because I always used to complain, oh my god, I can't believe it's three because times up to six. You know, teal, teal or not, again, the smallest species of duck, you have the, the blue wing, the green wing, and the cinnamon teal. Um, which I have I've killed all all been able to harvest yet. Pretty looking bird, but uh, you know, the, the, the teal are by far the most plentiful of the ducks, uh, from what I've heard. They're nowhere near as reliant on the prairie pothole region for, you know, nesting and having chicks and all that kind of stuff. So uh, the teal population, it continues to thrive, uh, even though, which is kind of funny, um, even though, you know, the blue wing, like I said, make that trip all the way to Columbia and all that kind of stuff, you know, instead of stopping in Texas or Mexico to, to actually spend the winter, they, they go the whole way, which is just crazy. I mean, that is, that is nuts. I hope they get frequent flyer miles, but even despite that gigantic trip that they've got, um, one thing I love their content. Um, I love their recipes. What's a real hit, but uh, Delta comes out with a, a migration report every couple of weeks. And then they do a, uh, before the season forecast and all this kind of stuff. And I, I thought it was very interesting because they showed a, a, a North America drought map, which is, you know, again, very revealing. And it basically showed North Dakota, South Dakota, um, really the, the, the central central West portion of those flyways. So the Mississippi, well, the Western piece of the Mississippi, and then the Western flyway is, is by far the worst, but um, just the lack of rain up there in the Dakotas. Uh, and, and then of course, into Canada, you know, has really affected the, the duck numbers. And, you know, what, what they're basically saying is, you know, when we, you know, pop up and start shooting, you know, in early November here in Texas, we're going to be going after some seasoned birds. They're not going to be as many young ducks. Uh, which of course sucks for people like me who are really good at getting all the gear, but when it comes to getting into the decoys, they kind of suck ass. So it's a good thing I'm a decent shot. Um, so is the, the uh, is the cinnamon teal uh, a pre-season duck even before you shoot it? Is that? Oh yeah, oh. yeah, I, 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 absolutely. A teal is a teal is a teal. You know they they make they make no difference. It's actually kind of funny you say that because. 
over the past, you know, 10 years or so, I've killed nothing but blue wing teal. And, and but that's that's normal during the, the early teal season, because, again, they're the ones that get up and, and go. And I was thumbing through some pictures and I think it was God. Uh, 2008, 2009, I got a picture of me with six teal birds and, and one of them is a green wing. And I, I just was like, man, that, that is crazy. Uh, Cause you, you typically down here, you just typically don't see that now, Nebraska and Kansas, they will frequently shoot both, but down here it's typically blue wings. You know, they, the, the green wings will hang out, will hang up, you know, in uh, northern Oklahoma, Kansas, uh, and Nebraska and whatnot. So, uh, anyways, thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, the, the, but the salmon teal, um, I think there are, there are a majority of them are on the West Coast, which sucks because, you know, you, you can't do anything over there. I, I You know, you'll, you'll see some in Texas, and I've heard some folks shooting them, but I, it's more that Western flyway or Pacific flyway, whatever they call it, where you, where you typically see the salmon. Pretty cool. Yep. 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 Yeah. I can really nerd it out when it comes to ducks. And so, uh, wow. I mean, ducks and dove. That's why yeah, ducks and dove. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Let you, let well, you talk and educate. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, I, uh, it, it's because I love to eat them so much. So, and I actually met a guy, uh, well, one of, one of my dad's friends, uh, you, you know, him, know him well, he uh, he actually prefers dove just like me too. He's like, well, I love quail, and God, he brought uh, uh, he brought thirty boneless quail wrapped in bacon. Wheat Jesus, uh, and we we ate him for lunch. And like you know, I wanted to take a couple and make love to him that night. And oh God, so good. But anyways, he he's a big dove head like me. I was like, yeah, uh-huh, that's right. It's the best meat in the world. Uh, Even well, though, yeah. mm-hmm. some people don't really care for it. Yeah, well, quail. You had the you had the uh, the gold the gold standard of. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, All right. Well. Yeah. It's good to hear. That's awesome. So good luck yep. to everybody out there uh, on your hunts. Uh, start in September. We got uh, several months of all sorts of hunting coming up. So that's uh, that's fun. That's good stuff. We're excited yep, for sure. All right. Well, you want to you want to take us away? Absolutely. Yeah. Again, folks, um, you know, a lot of you guys are going out there and getting your feeders filled up. I've, I've been really delighted to see the number of a number of folks, especially our fellow Texans that are, are not stopping at those big gap box stores. OK, they're they're stopping at the local feed stores. They're getting corn, you know, because really they're finding out that. You know that the corn at these big box stores, whether it be a gas station box store or one where you can buy literally everything, ends up not being the best quality corn. And yeah, you know, okay, it may save you a dollar or two, but you know, when you're buying ten or fifteen bags, what what's 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 a twenty dollar bill? You know, in reality, so uh, you're getting better quality and, and you're bringing the money back to, you know, these feed stores. Uh, you know, where that that's where the whole hunting industry really started. So, uh, been delighted to uh, to see that. Uh, I've heard uh, I've heard about weevils with some of these big box stores in the corn. If you don't know what a corn weevil is, they're a little bug that basically eats the heart out of the corn. And you know, it's funny. I don't know. I don't. I I don't think the deer will eat it. But but I really don't know. I mean, I was always raised. Oh my God! If you have weevils, you know, burn the house down. But um, yeah. So 
obviously, and that really goes for anything. I'm not saying that you're not going to get weevils from a feed store, you know, a bag of corn, but before you pour corn into your feeder, you know, for, for this year, make sure it's clean corn, make sure it's good and yellow and there's no powder or anything. You're going to have a little bit of powder. Okay. But make sure it's good and yellow. Uh, if you got any powder or see any cobs or anything like that, you might want to think twice about dumping it in your barrel because if there's a, a stick or a, a little chunk of a cob, I mean, you're, you're screwed. Um, and then that's the, the, the biggest thing that, that always gets, gets a lot of hunters. I'd imagine, you know, they'll hunt the opening weekend and maybe another week in September, getting those, those feeders filled up. If they're bow hunters, they'll show in. You got Saturday morning, Sunday morning, Saturday night, and their feeder, their feeder spins, but nothing comes out. Why? Cause they had to stores. folks, get some good corn and regardless of where you buy it from, make sure it's, uh, it doesn't have any cobs or crap in it or anything like that. So that is your feed bended weekly tip of the week. The more you know. Yes. <laughs> All right, folks. Thanks for joining us on this episode. We'll catch you on the next one. Support your local feed store. Thanks for listening to the Feed Bandit Podcast. If you like what we discuss on the show, be sure to sign up to our email list to get even more killer hunting ideas, tips, tricks, and exclusive deals on innovative hunting gear and services delivered straight to your inbox. Sign up over at FeedBandit.com or simply by texting the word BANDIT to 33777. See you on the next one, and remember, support your local feed store.